Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the show. Today is just an absolute beautiful day here in central New York. It is gorgeous. I don't even think I see a single cloud in the sky. It is sunny. I've got my D-Minder app on because I'm outside. It's 1030, and I'm still, and I'm definitely getting vitamin D rays, so that's exciting. So um, a lot of people ask how I track my vitamin D, and it's called the D-Minder app. It's free. It just uses your location based on altitude and all that kind of stuff to calculate where the sun is and how much D you can absorb throughout the day. It gives you notifications, you know, when you can absorb vitamin D, when you can't absorb vitamin D anymore, when the sun is set, which obviously is, you'd think is pretty obvious, but (laughs) it's, it's one of my favorite apps that I like to use. And I always use it between the months of March and through October because those are the only months here in New York that we can absorb vitamin D. November until about March, maybe late February, you can't absorb vitamin D. Even though the sun's out, we're just so far away from the sun that you can't you can't absorb the vitamin D rays. So interestingly enough, we're definitely going to be kind of talking about the importance of vitamin D today because I am just, I've got a lot to say. So buckle up because it's going to be a good one. But before I get into my everything that I've had on my mind that I just want to get out into a podcast, I want to read a five-star review from Allie. She says, love, 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 love Haley. Her content and her channel has changed my life. Now I, instead of caring about a physique goal, I finally have shifted my mindset to caring about my health more. This in turn has made, has mentally made me a happier person. Thank you for educating me, but also educating me to help others in my profession as a pharmacist. That is seriously so cool. Thank you so much, Allie. I'm so glad that you had that mindset shift. I obviously share a lot about that shift for me. It's it, it's not about a physique goal for me. It's more overall health. But with that, I think that we can have a really happy body composition that we are proud of. So it's a win-win in my book, but when we change that shift and we really focus on all the healthy things, it becomes less challenging to lose weight and to, to be at a, a place that we're happy and healthy with all year. I don't cut, I don't bulk. I just main, I just kind of sit with where I'm at. I'm always pushing and looking to looking for ways to improve myself. But, you know, with health being the forefront, I think so much can, can change with our health. And so thank you for that. And I think that's so cool that you're using this information to, to change what's going on in your profession. I think that this is definitely, you know, a change that we desperately need in this healthcare profession. You know, healthcare in our country is, is more sick care in my opinion. It's, it's not, it's not really, it's not healthcare. (laughs) You know, we think of, you know, people's frontline access to a doctor and it's typically a medical doctor and it's probably like a five to 10 minute visit and there's probably nothing in there about nutrition or health or sleep or stress because how do you possibly in five to 10 minutes have time to dive into that? Doing a dietary recall with with someone, I mean, my appointments usually take, I mean, minimally like a half, an hour for a first appointment and that's to really dive in and sometimes we don't even get we have to continue scratching the surface with our follow-ups. 
So, I mean, there's no way that you really can get into somebody's health in five to 10 minutes. It's just impossible. And so that's why it's not really healthcare is because you can't really treat the whole person because you're literally just treating whatever X symptom they're coming in for. And, you know, when we think about the education that they get on nutrition, most medical schools do not require a nutrition course. You know, in chiropractic school, we got, you know, we got a good amount. We got, we got, our biochemistry was definitely nutrition driven and metabolism driven, which is great. I loved our biochemistry teacher. Some people hated her. She's very type A, very, I, I really enjoyed her though. And, and she, because she related it to nutrition, it made it so much easier to learn the Krebs cycle and all these different energy pathways. Cause it's like, Oh, that's how food affects me. That makes sense. And you're seeing it in real time and you're seeing how these vitamins are cofactors and how they run your metabolism. And, you know, I don't think that the average person necessarily needs to understand it to that extent, but for your practitioner to be recommending certain things, they, I think that they need to have that understanding baseline when you're, when you're dealing with people's physiology like that. So Anyways, that's my two cents on that. But, you know, in terms of what we got in chiropractic school versus what medical doctors get, you know, obviously I know a lot of my colleagues, a lot of them do practice nutrition and incorporate it into their clinics. I know there's some that don't. I remember I always was at the standing desk in the back and we had the, we had the biochemistry classes. And then I think that our first nutrition class started in th third or fourth trimester. And we had quite a few, probably I think 40 ish credits of nutrition. And that's not including the masters of nutrition that I got at the same time as my chiropractic, but you know, we got quite a bit. And so, you know, it was, that information is there. We learned a lot. I remember learning about different gut protocols and we did a lot of stuff on gut, which was cool. Cause I was kind of getting into that at that time. And, you know, I look a lot around the room cause I was always in the back of the standing desk and, you know, I, I see people who, you know, are on their iPads. They don't care less, but that's fine because I know that the people who wanted that information were soaking it all in and continue to practice it and continue to research. And, and even though I learn these things in school, I'm con constantly continuing to learn. And I, and I, and medical doctors also have that option too. pharmacists. They have that option. The problem is I've seen so many different continuing education classes that are funded by, you know, the American Dietetics Association and things like that. And the, the, the food choices that is recommended to them is, is 20 years outdated in the, the literature. And that's just incredibly frustrating. And that's why you see a lot of doctors kind of pushing vegan vegetarianism and saying, Oh, meat is bad. It's causing cancer. I mean, it's, it's absolutely not currently proved. It's, it's, it's not scientific proven at all. It's driven by these associations who are funded by Kellogg's and all of these PepsiCo and all of these other different companies who have obviously vested interest in other options for people's health. So that's just something to obviously please keep in mind. But additionally, you know, it's, it's just important to know like where you're getting that information from. And I think that we really do need a paradigm shift in terms of what, what we're going to do. Um, you know, I ha I'm sitting here just laughing to myself because you guys, I literally had probably like 40 minutes recorded of this episode prior. And then I go to look and it didn't freaking record. And I don't know why it just stopped. And I just am so, I'm trying to remember all of the gems that I just said. And that was, I definitely covered most of that there. But then I also, <laughs> I was going on a tangent and it was great. And whatever, maybe that was just like the universe telling me that I just needed to redo it and tone it in a little bit, which I don't think it was overdone, but if you know me, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to record this podcast today because I'm just really, honestly, for lack of better words, just sickened with what I continue to see in terms of quote unquote health advice around these last 14 months. 
of this pandemic, like absolutely sickened, you know, and I just, and I just don't feel like being quiet anymore. You know, when Krispy Kreme said, oh, if you get the jab, we'll give you a donut. I kind of just rolled my eyes, obviously, and just, just whatever, rolled it off, brushed it off. Oh, people won't be that stupid to take advantage of that. Like we, we should know that diet it poorly affects not only the jab, but your immune system in general. And I continue to see people do it. And I just think, okay, that's fine. They just, they just must not know. Right. Like it's a, it's an incentive that if I didn't know better, wow, that's awesome. Free, sweet. I'll take it. But now I see, you know, Mayor de Blasio yesterday saying you need to get it. And if you get it, you'll get a hamburger and fries. And he's eating a hamburger and fries at like nine in the morning just shoving these crappy inflammatory foods down his throat and telling you that you need to go do something for your health. Um, excuse me, sir. No, just no, that's not the way that works. Now I will say that if people do get the jab, they get the biologic, that is totally their prerogative. And that is 100% their choice. And I support that. I support it either way. You do what you need to do, but to tell everybody that they need to go do something and then to give these bullshit and shitty food incentives is just absolutely disgusting. That is not health. And if this doesn't show you that this is not about about your health, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. There's there's literature out there that shows when you have inflammation around the time of a jab, I'm very hesitant to say the V word. I don't feel like being deplatformed. It's it, the jab becomes less effective because you're creating more systemic inflammation and your immune system's not able to do what it's supposed to do. So if you're truly hoping for good outcomes from this, you should be really honing in on diet and lifestyle and really focusing in on how you can decrease your inflammation because then maybe it'll probably work better for you. But when we're shoving processed and crappy food incentives that we get for free, that's not doing anything. If anything, I, in my opinion, that's doing more damage than it is good. And that's the problem that I'm getting with this. Is there's no informed consent around this. There's no, the doctor who, or pharmacist, whoever is giving this to you is not saying, hey, you know, make sure you eat a healthy diet because you want to bring down inflammation. You want to make sure that your immune system is able to do what it needs to do, you know, so that this hopefully is effective for you. You know, there's just a lot around this that we just don't know. And that's fine. We're learning as we go. And it's, for me, it's, it's not fine because there's just, there's just a lot we don't know, but for people who are making this informed choice, it's obviously fine for them. And so they also should be informed on how to really optimize it and make, make it the best that they can. Like the literature is out there on that. So just, I I just see things like this and I just think, how, how have we gotten this far? I mean, one in three people are overweight. No, I'm sorry. Two in three people are overweight. One third of the population is obese. I mean, that's a clear underlying issue. We have heart disease on the rise, cancer on the rise, metabolic issues on the rise, insulin resistance on the rise. One in, I can't remember the exact, one in three have prediabetes, one in seven have diabetes. I mean, come on, one in five will get cancer. The, the true root of this is systemic inflammation of all of this and, and crappy lifestyles. So we're just going to continue to perpetuate and feed on that with these shitty incentives. I just... I just, as I sit over here and I just think, oh my God. I mean, I just think about it. I just, I just can't believe that this is real life. Like what if, okay, you go get the jab. Hey, here is, here's a coupon to Whole Foods. Here's a coupon to, you know, Sprouts or Trader Joe's or I'm not even really a fan of Trader Joe's anymore. Their stuff's filled with crap. I love their liver pate though, but most of their stuff. I mean, Where's that incentive? That would be so much better. Hey, here's a five to ten dollar coupon to, to even Walmart. Walmart can have some really great organic, healthy produce. 
I mean, it doesn't matter the groceries. Make your maybe your closest grocery store. This is good for produce option items. Hey, this is great. I didn't I did not say this in my recording that got deleted before, but this is a monumental idea. How about that? Cuz think about it. That $5 cheeseburger and fries. What if we use that to like maybe you go buy some celery or, you know, some seasonal fruit or I mean, think about the better options that you have. See, my mom agrees. If you didn't listen to previous podcasts, my mom is like, I hear her through the wind chimes and you can hear the wind chimes right now. She's being like, yeah, this is freaking crap. Freaking crap. You tell him, Haley. I'm going to keep telling him, mom. Don't worry. It's literally, I literally live every single day for you, mom. So like this is, this, she's giving me the motivation. This is just crap. <laughs> Chris said it. I'm saying it. It's crap. Like what if, what if that was the true incentive? I mean, honestly, we would just be so much better off so much better off. And, you know, so I just want to come on here and share that, but also kind of share, okay, what are some things that I have been incredibly frustrated about that the, that the media and that people of power and influence are not talking about? And that is really truly how your immune system works. And your immune system obviously is built on exposure. You know, that's why like, you know, you come into contact with something and you just, you just get better and you don't have it forever because your immune system fights it off and it, it protects you from it in the future. That's just how it works. You know, so there's other, there's ways that we can make our immune system stronger. One is stop using antibacterial things. Stop using antibacterial soap. Stop obsessively using hand sanitizer. Stop, stop. Like that is not good. You're killing the good microbiomes on your skin. You're killing off part of your immune system there because your microbiome on your skin does have a direct correlation with the microbiome in your gut. So please stop doing that. Please stop it. <laughs> um, you know, it's a free, easy way. You know, in terms of soap, I use, doTERRA has a good concentrate. Um, you know, Everyone is a really good brand. It's, you know, essential oil-based. It's clean. And it's effective. Like, it's going to get the crap off your skin, but it's not going to kill all the good microbiome and the good the good bugs that you have. So, you know, therefore helping helping your immune system. So that's a free easy way. That's a free swap. Second thing is, oh, I don't know. How about getting outside? We've been cooped up. Hopefully you haven't been cooped up in your house for 14 months because that would just be incredibly disheartening for me to hear. But outside in nature is medicine. It honestly is. Vitamin D. Why do we think that people don't get sick in the summer? One huge reason is because we are not vitamin D deficient. We are not as vitamin D deficient in the summer. Okay. UV also has incredible, incredible antibacterial and antiviral effects. UV rays, like certain hotels and things are using UV rays to kill things. So sometimes I'll just take my, our bread spread and I'll just throw it over the thing, let it be exposed to the sun. It just kind of kills all the, you know, nasty crap on it. It's a great like natural sanitizer without overdoing it. Plus you absorb vitamin D through your skin. So exposing your arms and your legs for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, you know, don't burn. If you are fair or light skin or you burn easy, get that early morning exposure. So like, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock. I use the D-Minder app, which is great because the D-Minder app will track based on your altitude and longitude, you know, what, at what points in the day you're getting what UV and what, what amount of vitamin D. So like I have it going right now and it's just tracking how much vitamin D I continue to accumulate. And then it gives you kind of an estimated blood level. If you get blood labs, you can put that in so you can see where it goes and then you can put it in. If you supplement with it, you know, if you're fair skinned, I obviously don't want you to burn, but you are going to get very poor absorption through sunscreen. So getting, you know, 20, 30, even 15 minutes of 
you know, bare skin exposure can really be super beneficial for boosting your vitamin D levels, which is critical for your immune system. And just being outside in general, I mean, we talk about the vitamin D, but there's nitric oxide, which is that's going to help open up your blood vessels and help, help, help healthy blood and inflammation kind of hinder down because when blood flow is better, blood can get to where it needs to go. Your immune cells and hormones and everything can get to where it needs to go. So therefore it brings down the systemic inflammation. You step on the ground, grounding has ground, the ground is a negative charge and we have a positive. So it brings, it brings us down. It brings inflammation down. They've done thermography tests where they have show done a thermography, which is kind of like a heat scan. And you've been able to see the inflammation of somebody not being on the ground and then being grounded. They are continue. They just, you can see the heat dissipate and the inflammation go down from being on the ground. I mean, that's, that's not woo woo. That is, that is evidence-based. That is, that is a true thing. And it is free. We all have a ground that we can step on. Try not to step on like pesticide laden ground, but like we all have a ground to step on and we all can get outside. You know, two is it's, it's beautiful. And you know, we can start growing our own food. Having a garden is amazing. You know, it's free. It's a little bit of work. You got to buy the seeds. You got to, you know, get prepared for it. But that's great. Having a connection with food, especially if you have kids, it's a great way to just be connected with where things are coming from, but also the farmer's markets. I saved so much money last year by shopping at the farmer's markets only in the summer. The only thing I'd go to the grocery store are, you know, for things like grass-fed yogurt or that was kind of really it. I really can make my own yogurt though with raw milk because I have yogurt culture. So I'll probably do that now. But anyways, I save so much money going to the local farmer's market. You cut out the middleman, you're buying seasonally. So the, f the food is just freshly picked. So it's got more nutrients in it. It's cheaper. And it teaches you a lot about where food comes from. And what's really cool is last year, I, you know, you can't eat the same thing all the time. So you really are varying your diet, which is great for your microbiome, which is 70 to 90% of your immune system in itself. Eating the different types of foods throughout the seasons is great for your microbiome. So, you know, the foods you eat in June are going to be very different than July. That's going to be different than August. It's going to be different than September. So you're constantly creating variation. It's natural. It's, it's what would be evolutionarily consistent. And it's really cool because there, if there would be a food there that I didn't understand or I didn't know, like there was a tomatillo and I'm like, oh, I've never seen these. It's very cute, like little green, very like hard on the outside, not like a, a, a real, not like a typical tomato. But, you know, I asked, you know, what is, what do you use this for? And he said, oh, you know, I make this type of salsa and I put it on this and I, and it was amazing. And I tried it, you know, I've tried fennel and all the just different fruits and different colors and different phytonutrient complex that I might not have ever tried. And all you have to do is just ask, you know, if there's something there that you don't know, Hey, how do you use this? And th the farmers are great. They love answering your questions. It's a great way to save money. I mean, I would have two reusable, you know, the recycling, you know, reusable bags, and they'd be filled and it would be, you know, less than $50. Amazing. I mean, you will not get that price in the store. That's amazing. You can be part of a co-op. You know, there's so many different ways to get reasonably priced things. But supporting local is a great way. Plus, supporting small businesses is really, really important, especially to me because I grew up with a family of a small business. I am a small business. And so I'm very drawn to being able to support small businesses whenever I can because I know how important it is for my livelihood. And, you know, I, I want to do the same for others. I love supporting small businesses that align with me. And, you know, farmers who are doing the right thing are definitely one of those people or one of those, one of those businesses, you know, so... 
I really, really enjoy that. And so, you know, those are really easy ways that you can do. And a movement is another thing, you know, as much as I'm a fan, I love gyms. I love the camaraderie. I love the motivation that you get from going to the gym. I just love the atmosphere, but movement for everybody is free, whether that's walking around your neighborhood, whether that's literally pacing inside your house, maybe it's doing squats in between a Zoom meeting, maybe it's just holding a plank or doing a few setups. Movement is free. It really is. It just all breaks down to you. And we are, we under move as a nation heavily. We have very sedentary jobs. You know, we don't, we don't move a lot. And so, you know, maybe go for a walk after dinner, or go for a bike ride with your kids, you know, getting out and moving is incredibly important. I'm obviously a huge fan for strength training because grip strength is actually incredibly correlated to longevity and outcomes with death. Like the stronger your grip strength is, the harder you are to kill essentially. So all the pull-ups for me, but you know, if you don't have good grip strength, get a pull-up bar and just hang from it. Can, can you hold your body weight? Can you, if you can't work on it, that's, the grip strength is a huge thing in terms of f- frailty and susceptibility to things. You just, why would you not want to make yourself harder to kill from anything, from anything? Because if it's not this bug, there's going to be others. And so we can't just stop focusing on our health because maybe you got the jab, which if you did or if you don't, it's a, whatever. But you, we should all be focusing on how can we make ourselves more s- stronger, more resilient, and just optimally healthy, harder to kill, like in general, because there's always going to be something. There's always, always, always going to be something. There was some weird stomach bug I got the other day and it was like a 24 hour thing for me. I kicked it. No problem for somebody else. It might've, it might've lingered longer for them, but because I have a strong immune system, you know, I can come into contact with things. I'm not worried about it. I'm, you know, I'm able to fight it and I'm back to doing what I do. And it's just, it should be that simple. Um, but you know, that's just not the message that gets out there. And so that's why I'm here doing this message for you guys on this podcast, on my social media platforms with the patients that I see, because I firmly believe in it and I've seen it work. I've seen it pay off. I know, know what supporting your body can do in terms of overall health and prevent prevention in general of anything, whether it's acute or chronic. So I just wanted to bring these things up today because I don't think people really necessarily take advantage of all of the great and amazing free things that are out there for them to do, like getting outside, going for a walk. You know, we, we need to focus on these root causes of obesity, overweight and inflammation that our nation has. And that's not to make people who have weight to lose feel bad at all. It is just a place where we need to just be empowered about it to better our health. There's multiple studies out there that show that people who are healthier will shed less viral load. So shedding, viral shedding is essentially like how viruses spread. They're inactive, you know, when, but then they become activated when they're within a host. And so a healthy individual is going to just spread a virus less than somebody who's inflamed and overweight and has underlying immune issues. They're going to, they're going to spread things easier. So where's that message? The fact that people who are unhealthy are spreading this and spreading any type of issue worse than people who are healthy. Get Let me help get that straight. I mean, you look at all these sports teams, one person gets it, but then nobody else has it. It's probably because a lot of those kids and athletes are probably pretty freaking healthy. And so their body's just able to do what they need to do. I mean, I, I look at my brother's baseball team and they were on a bus for 14 hours. One kid was infected and nobody else was. Explain that. 
And it's probably because those kids are healthy. It's probably because they have low inflammation and they take care of their bodies. I mean, freaking half of the team wears a whoop band, so they, they're, like, all crazy about their recovery. and their. I mean, like, you know, I, I wish that we could all just kind of, like, take this information in and just think, what the heck is going on? Like, how can we optimize this? Because we we need to do something and if it starts with this podcast if it starts with you just being comfortable and having these conversations once you understand the facts and and don't take what i say to verbatim or as gospel like go out and do your own research this is just what i've gathered what my thoughts are what i've seen in clinical practice and what i've seen in the literature and what i've seen pan out i follow a lot of different accounts that share that share things that people are experiencing from this biologic or from the virus itself or whatever and you know being able to look at this anecdotal data and put piece together of what we understand about human physiology what our biology is doing and how we can optimally protect ourselves no matter what it is it just makes sense to get this message out there because i'm sick of seeing mcdonald's incentives krispy kreme incentives it just that's not health and i know that those companies aren't out there promoting themselves to be you know whole foods but we should, we should, as a society, just look at that and be like, I know that food's not healthy. Why are they trying to do this if this is about my health? Just sit there and ask yourself that question. Because I'm asking myself that question a lot. And I just didn't want to be quiet about it anymore. And it's not that this, I, to me, this is not really controversial at all. Like, it's just a conversation about what in the heck is going on. <laughs> so I hope that you guys, you know, got something from this podcast. I hope that you learn something. I hope that maybe you are sparked in some interest to kind of go look some of this stuff up because you are your own best researcher. And, uh, you know, I hope that you guys continue to be the alpha of your health. I will see you guys next week.